Yeah, oh, 100%. I really feel it's going to open some doors. I think you'll find there'll be, um, you know, more and more probably Masters events will will uh, come to the forefront that we may not have seen previously, um, which will certainly give, you know, us Masters athletes a little bit more exposure to some more events. It's obviously hard to, you know, find a huge amount of Masters events around. Well, here in Australia anyway, obviously, you know, I'm from Australia, but there seems to be a lot more in the US, uh, you know, now that I've sort of paid a bit more attention and there seems to be quite a few of the guys that I competed against that I've been talking to went to, you know, four or five events after um, the Masters Fitness Championships in the US. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Masters Fitness Championship podcast. As we're wrapping up 2023, getting ready to head into 2024. If you've been keeping an eye on our social medias, we've been wrapping up uh, the entire event from this year in October as we were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We've been going through the events. We've been chatting in the comments. It's been absolutely amazing. One of the people who has been chiming in a ton has been one of the nicest people on the planet. And depending on where you're listening from, this genuinely means the entire planet. Um, Scotty Williams out of Australia, the Oceania region is joining us today on the podcast. Scotty was a, not only just a competitor at MFC this year, he was actually the champion in the men's 50 to 54 elite division. Scotty came all the way from Australia. We talk a little bit about his travels. We talk about his road to MFC, not just in terms of the flights and the distance and and what he did on those flights, uh, but also in terms of how he got there. He was a, a champion in the Masters HQ event. Masters HQ is a competition that has its own online qualifier and in-person competition. Um, it is a Masters event and the champion in those divisions gets an automatic bid straight into the Masters Fitness Championship. So a great partnership that we have with them. We talk a little bit about that with Scotty. Scotty is an incredible competitor, 11th this year in his region in the age group. Um, That's the Oceania region. He's finished as high as eighth in that before we talked about. uh, He is a gym owner. He is a great competitor, and he also is the owner of the Down Under Championships. Uh, I say the owner. He's one of the owners of the Down Under Championships. We dive a little bit into that. We dive a little bit into the Masters makeup out in Australia and kind of what that looks like being so far removed from, I guess, what you would kind of call the the central location of CrossFit uh, here generally in America. Uh, Interesting to get his take, interesting to hear what it is that he is doing and trying to do with the Masters at the Down Under Championships and have an opportunity to look at just the landscape of what's going on. Well, if we laugh a ton, um, Scotty, as I said, one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Kyle Shipp. Cannot wait for you to get to hear from Scotty. Well, guys, you heard in the interview here with Scotty Williams. Uh, Scotty is, boy, he, he's everything to so many people. Scotty, I'll tell you this. I've actually heard you um, described as a rival to Ron Ortiz in exactly how nice you are. Um, I, I, you know, I know Ron doesn't have many rivals. I wouldn't expect you to have many rivals. Um, but uh, one day we're gonna have to put you and Ron in a cage and see who uh, who dies of niceness first. <laughs> have you seen the size of that guy? <laughs> you just sit on me. <laughs> you know, I'm giving away like, like thirty pounds. 
I hate taking pictures with that guy. Um, I always have to try to figure out how to get someone in between us. Um, <laughs> you know, whenever I'm with Ron and, and, and Jess Ortiz's wife, I always try to make sure that Jess is in the middle. Um, so that way I don't look quite so small. So Scotty, um, are you, you know, are you recovering from the beginning of the month? For those of you that, that maybe you're just getting introduced to Scotty, um, Scotty is the, the, uh, owner of the down under championship, uh, as, as, you know, we saw it was, it was everywhere, boy, they, your media team did a great job putting everything out. Um, got a chance really to uh, to enjoy seeing what was going on there. Uh, so first off, are you are you uh, um, recovering? You you got your sleep back yet? Or how's that going? Yeah, it did take a few days. There's a yeah, a couple of partners in the business, and uh, we we worked pretty hard this year. And uh, yeah, it took a few days to get home, and had to have a few days off just to relax and and take it all in. And you know, we're we're close to like nine million views worldwide. So you know, the the, the social media's really blew it up and. We did the our team here did a fantastic job with the the media and the the live streaming and uh, obviously uh, you know having some of the best international athletes in the world come down to compete it was uh, it was fantastic it was a, it was a great it was a great uh, three or four days big yeah absolutely <laughs> um, so is that I mean I, I got to assume I mean with my involvement with MFC I've got to assume that that down under takes up a a great amount of time throughout the entire year for you. Yeah, so there's yeah three or four of us involved, or was four this last past year, and you know we're probably better part of seven months. Mm -hmm. um, preparation starts. We're already in negotiations now for for the venue for 2024, which has already started. That's that's the first and foremost, and uh, you know it won't be long before we're sitting down with our the guy that heads up the programming, which is Mr. Rob Forte from Forte Training, and we'll get back to work on the programming and. Um, piecing all the logistics together. So yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, probably second or third week of January. We'll probably have our first meeting for twenty twenty four. So, no, not 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 too much time off, mate. No, no, not at all. Um, so so tell me this then. What was you know? It, it's always interesting to hear from from an owner's perspective, from an organizer's perspective. What was your favorite part of of the Down Under Championships competition this year? Uh, I think we had the capacity or to to use the outdoor over, which we didn't have last year. So um, getting in to be able to do a couple of workouts uh, on the oval. And we actually made the athletes, we didn't use the water, but we ran up the beach. The, the venue is located right on the beach in Wollongong, just out of Sydney. And uh, we had them use the the, the beach up onto a big uh, big hill where the, the lighthouse sits. And the the viewing, and you, know, you guys would have seen that with the live streaming, was just it was some of the views and the images, we, aerial views with the drones was like nothing I've ever seen before. It, it was amazing. So to be able to, you know, expand the expand the event and make it even bigger and better than what it was last year was you know pr pretty special to watch and see it unfold. That's one of the things that I think you guys do as well as as literally anybody in the business is not just the fact that you have you know athletes that everybody's going to recognize at several different levels, um, but boy, you really use the visuals of the event itself, whether it be um, the arena, whether it be like you said the runs on the beaches. Uh, the way that you tell the story in within the workout itself. Um, how long has it taken you guys to get to a point where you really feel like you've got a good grip on how it is that we are visually going to approach this? Uh, it's, well, it's more, you know, hats off to our media team. They really have a great understanding. We've been very fortunate um, with the live streaming. So we have two CrossFit HQ legends in Jeremy Austin and Annie Sakamoto who head up the live streaming commentary. Um, and they go hand in hand. They work with a, an organization throughout the year to get it, you know, best set up. And then obviously that comes back to working with Rob and the workouts as well to, you know, to try and make it a visual spectacle 
for for you guys that you know can't make it to Wollongong to watch the event and you know especially with so many internationals that they get the opportunity to look at it and go oh wow this is fantastic you know and hopefully over the years we can we can continue to grow and and continue to get more internationals want to come to Australia and check out the land down under Hey, I'll tell you what, brother. So I'd actually, I'd signed up for the master's qualifier. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of the segue here, but so you guys have, have a master's and, and you actually do, you have your master's in, in a little bit different age categories. I want to ask you about that in a minute, but so I'd signed up for the online qualifier. Um, and, and like a moron, I'm one of those, I'm one of those morons that I signed up in the wrong <laughs> division. Not only did I sign up in the wrong like age division, I signed up in the wrong like gender category. I signed up oh, as, awesome. as a 41 year old female. How does that happen? <laughs> um and and so uh but it it was it was really funny um as as i you know kind of emailed in and i was like oh boy i was so embarrassed and actually um i got an email back from from mel uh yeah which was nice you know i i got to know mel when when i went to cairo with the 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 functional fitness world championship yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and 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 so i i uh, it was funny when she responded and she was so nice, but, but she was like, man, I hope to see you here. I was like, man, I hope to be there too. And then I went off and got all old and, and hurt my back doing, doing just nothing really. Um, and, and so kind of disappointed that I didn't get a chance to even try to go down, but I'm not sure I would have had any shot whatsoever. I'm, I'm not really in that level of fitness at all, but, but so you guys, like I was saying earlier, you guys do a little bit different grouping with your, with your masters. Why do you approach it the way that you do? Uh, we were just looking for a little bit of a change. We We didn't, Unfortunately, with the with the the time schedule, and you know, having wanting to run x amount of elite athletes, individuals, and teams, x amount of intermediate teams, uh, we only had the capacity to run x amount of divisions. So rather than going the standard thirty five to thirty nine, forty forty to forty four, um, we decided to just to stretch that out to a two year gap, uh, an extra two years. So we just to cut down um, that that division just for the to allow for the you know, the juggling act of the times and the workouts and to be able to get, you know, something for everybody. So we're not excluding anybody. And um, so that was, that was primarily the reason. And just to, you know, just to try and do something a little bit different, hence the teams are three as well, which I know what a Palooza do as well, but um, just, you know, that's where we, we come up with those ideas just to do something a little bit different more than anything. Yeah, no, and and absolutely fantastic. So let me ask you this: I mean, obviously, you guys are talking about stretching out, trying to 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 not limit too much, uh, uh, give everybody an opportunity. Um, you know, with kind of some of the changes in the Masters in with CrossFit HQ and the way they're approaching things, has that changed how you guys? I mean, you're obviously you're one of the 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 the, the largest and 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 most visible um, uh, competitions in the world. Has that changed how you guys approach things with with maybe some of those other divisions? Um, not at this stage. We, we really, obviously that came about after we'd finished down under where all the, the changes have been announced. So we'll, we'll sit down and have a look at that once we start our meetings back in probably second or third week of January. Um, and initially in my head, obviously our, our events class as, a, as an off season event, you know, being that it's either in November or December. So, um, I haven't had too much to, you know, thought process about it at this stage. Um, cause it doesn't really you know, impact the games, everything's over, you know, the qualifiers are done, the actual games are done. I believe the games for the Masters this year, I know they're changing, but I believe they'll be still be in August. Don't know where or exactly when, but I've heard they're going to be in August at some stage for the Masters. But so, yeah, it doesn't really affect us um, whether we look at changing, you know, for because we can, I suppose, we have a bit of freedom, then we might. But in, in my head initially, I haven't really had a, 
uh, an inkling to want to change the structure for it for 2024 anyway. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, it, it just, it was interesting to, as I was looking at, it, I was wondering how, you know, obviously being involved with, with masters fitness championship, you know, as a masters only event, it, it's, it's obvious. Um, but you know, with the changes going on, I, I was wondering if, if some of the larger events, whether it be, you know, in season, off season events, however it functioned, um, if, if it begins to maybe create more pathways, you know, I think that's one of the things that I've been, I've been having conversations with is, is that with, you know, with HQ, I'm not going to say they're loosening their hold on masters, but, but with them turning that over largely to what I would consider the masters community, um, if that maybe if you feel that that might open some more doors even for masters, um, and, 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 and maybe I'm not sure if it's allow. I don't want to say more spots. That's not necessarily the, the case, but if it just allows more opportunity um, because, you know, not everyone is looking straight to August in Madison or wherever it's going to be now. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I really feel it's going to open some doors. I think you'll find there'll be, um, you know, more and more probably masters events will, will uh, come to the forefront that we may not have seen previously, um, which will certainly give, you know, us masters athletes a little bit more exposure to some more events. It's obviously, hard to you know find a huge amount of masters events around well here in australia anyway obviously you know i'm from australia but there seems to be a lot more in the us uh, you know now that i've sort of paid a bit more attention and there seems to be quite a few of the guys that i competed against that i've been talking to went to you know four or five events after um the masters fitness championships in the us and you know i, I had nothing to come back to here in australia obviously my guys um you know registered for down under and came to down under but um, there wasn't really anything else for me to even look at here in Australia after that. So I, I really feel it will open some doors. Um, I think for the better, um, personally, I know some people are not real happy with where it's going and what's happening, but, you know, providing it's it's looked after and, and, it, and it's ran really, really well through the Masters community, you know, obviously there's more spots being opened up in every division, which is great, especially for those of us that aren't too far away from, you know, potentially qualifying for the games it really you know pushes that needle to to, to work a little bit harder and say oh hell you know i might have a chance you know so yeah i think it'll open up some more doors well time will tell this next year in 2024 looking forward to it well and it, it, it it's you know it, you bring up a really good point i think it's easy to get um to get set in just our own little view you know here in in america like you know, like you said i mean there's MFC, there's legends and 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 those may be to the two most premier, but I mean several others that 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 are either if they're they're not focused on it, they have massive contingents of masters. Um, you know, I was gonna ask you, does it you know, with with the way that the the distance that you have to travel uh with um, you know, which is some of the some of the hindrances that are in in the way because of the distance, especially, um, does that you know, does it ignite, does it excite the Masters community in Australia that, hey, maybe there's going to be even more things that pop up or or is it just one of those where they can, yeah, we'll just kind of continue on as normal? Uh, oh, oh, look, I think it's exciting. Yeah, and, you know, having obviously, you know, well, I had to win it, but, you know, being given the opportunity to go to MFC last, this year, still this year, isn't it? Sorry, we're not in a new year. Still this year, just it, barely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it, it didn't come cheap. I was very, very fortunate here in Australia that I have some fantastic organizations that are you know behind me especially locally in my hometown in canberra i had some you know some great individuals and businesses that you know really helped a, a, a lot um but yeah it excites the heck out of me like if i had really known about it you know i probably would have done a few others last year and tried to make a, a couple of the international events it was you know i can't speak for 
you know, the, the legends. I know some of the guys went to FitFest, I think it was, or fit, Fittest on the West in the over in the US just after. It wasn't it was literally a couple of weeks after MFC, and you know, most of the guys that were at MFC went and did that, and you know, it looked fantastic as well. So, yeah, 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 the travel, yeah, it's it's a long way, but you know, if you can get some sponsorship and get some people behind you, then yeah. It's, it was it was a trip of a lifetime and something I will never forget and yeah I'll, I'll certainly be back to defend my title in twenty twenty four that was one of the things Ron and I in the lineup I said if I win this on day one as we were walking to register I said I want free entry and you you get me back next year and he said done <laughs> done I forget that Ron done. And Jess, uh, that's that, right that was part Call of the it right deal up. there it is <laughs> I'm calling him out <laughs> and Jess it was part of the deal. <laughs> All right, brother. So, so you, you, you talk about it, you know, talking about the, the road to MFC for you, uh, I guess yeah. both the, the liberal and the figurative road. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we talked a little bit, you know, you qualified through winning Masters HQ um, yeah. and, and Master, the Masters HQ competition has uh, a, a an automatic invite to MFC. Right now, Masters HQ is the only one actually that has the automatic invite to MFC. And, and so there's the, the qualifier, then there's the in-person event. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit about about your um, kind of your journey through the qualifier into the in person event. Yeah, so it was started for us last year with Masters HQ. Um, I think it was the second year because yes, it was. This was the second year. So the previous year, because one of my other guys here from my hometown actually went to MFC the year before. Um, I think it was the second year that Mel and um, the directors of MFC had had aligned paths and. Um, they were you know, kind enough to grant us a pathway to get to MFC uh, from Australia. Um, so I started, we started back in February, it was not far from the Opens last year. We did the Opens and we went straight into here in Australia. Basically, like the games, we went to an online qualifier. Uh, and then for, you know, we only have seven states, seven states in Australia. And then the top um, eight from each age category got invited to, to their state um, finals, like to the live semifinals, I suppose. Uh, in each state, and then we had our own Australia and New Zealand national titles, uh, which was held in Melbourne. Um, well, it was only about six or seven seven weeks prior to the MFC last year, uh, wow. which was, was which was in July or August, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. And then the winner was invited to to um, head over to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and compete at the at the MFC, which is uh, a couple of us went. There was one of the myself and another uh, lady from one of the other divisions. She also came over as well so yeah so it yeah. started it was, a, it was a long season last year or this year sorry i keep saying last year this year was a really really long season so stretched out i made the semi-finals in the in the masters for the crossfit games and then um sort of pretty much really couldn't switch off went straight to the national titles for masters hq um which was you know fortunate enough to win that and got me access to the mfc which was fantastic yeah so you so you won the title uh, for for longest trip, and I think the only way that anybody would have beat you is if they came from the moon. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, you know, I, the the more Ooh. that I do this, the more I get used to dealing with um, the more I get used to dealing with with time zones. I still can't wrap my head around this time zone change that you and I are talking in right now. Yeah. Every time I laugh because you're so right now for me it is Wednesday night at seven o'clock, about seven twenty right now. Yep. So for you, what what day and time is it? It's Thursday the twenty eighth, and I'm at it's lunchtime. It's twelve twenty, so it's the middle of the day. I'm just about to have lunch. You're about to go to bed. I just got out of bed. That's right. That's 
right. And I'm a diet. It always huh? cracks me up. So yeah. Every time, every time I see a message from you on <laughs> on Instagram, I feel like I'm getting a message from the future, um, knowing that you're you're a day ahead of me. Like I, I don't know. I, I want to ask you for I don't know for for what's going what's going to happen on or something. You know. Please. I mean, my goodness. See something you haven't. Yeah, I know, right. And it was that's right. It was um it was a big trip. It was probably close. You know, I had to go from my from Canberra to Sydney, which is three hours, and then Sydney to LA, which was fourteen, and then I went LA to Chicago, which was another four and a half. Uh, I ended up staying in Chicago for for three days. I come over a sort of a week prior, and then yeah, it was you know a couple of hours out to Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it was a decent trip. It was 20, 20, 20 plus hours to get to the actual destination. About twenty two hours travel time so it was it was it was a big run 20, 22 hours and yet you arrived two hours uh two hours before you took off yeah <laughs> oh yeah I left, so pretty much left like i arrived so I, mean, I arrived at the same day at the same time as i left pretty much when i got to la <laughs> so I, I got to see the same day twice but i also missed the day back home <laughs> well that's right you yeah. when you were coming when you were coming home you, yep yeah you went just skipping monday altogether. did not even say it no, i didn't just yeah. so, so what did that look like when you when you turned around and headed out i mean did you stick around for a couple of days or did you get on a plane and go i went back to la i, I got up out of fort wayne i went out uh we went out and had a couple of drinks with a couple of the, the legends on the sunday night and then flew out monday and then i flew back to los angeles and one of my groomsmen actually lives in uh in hollywood so i ended up going to uh, los angeles for i think i stayed there for like seven nights Oh, nice. Yeah, you just wow. took, you just took me out and about and cruised around in LA. Just to, it was good. Thank God. I, some some of these guys were going straight to some online qualifiers in the Masters, and I, I could barely walk. I was like, I don't know what these guys were. I mean, I was hurting. Oh, yeah. But anyway, oh, no, I, I did not do much. Absolutely, drink beer and but, sat I, by the pool. <laughs> so and that's the way to do it. That's the way. I I'm not gonna not gonna lie to you, Scotty. I didn't even compete, and I had a beer and sat by the pool. So you know, <laughs> Man, that, you guys out on the floor, you do a big job. It's big, yeah, big hours, big days. Every, you know, I didn't do anything at down under, and mate, I I averaged about thirty six k's a day, and I was sore from that last time. You know, a month ago, I was like, didn't oh, ever yeah. do anything, but. Well, and and it's always it's always fun at these events too, and you're just like you with the down under. I mean, you wind up seeing people that you're so excited to see. You you see them once a year, yeah. um, and so you you put on all of the hours, all of the work, but then also the just the sheer excitement that goes on. I mean, because you know when you're around, I mean, yeah, you're working and and you have things to do and you're trying to get things done and there's stress, but you're also just so excited to be there that it just uh, uh, the the energy just goes through the roof and yeah. well, you feel that much afterwards. Yeah, and yeah, that was that was one of the one of the biggest things for me, I suppose, competing. I've competed a lot. I've been to regionals here in Australia three times. I've made the semifinals of the Masters, you know, pretty much every year unless I've been injured. And you know, they, I love I love the live shows, but it, you know, it was it was a I'd never met Ron personally. I'd spoken to him online and. You know, the day one when I go to register at MFC and this big bald-headed dude standing behind me goes, heard me talking to somebody else with the Aussie accent. And um, I actually couldn't get into Australia, so I had to use Ron and Jess's address as a home. I had to have a home address to get in. And he goes, you're the Aussie dude that knows where I live, don't you? I said, oh, oh God, yes, I do. And he was there with another CrossFit Games legend. Yeah, it was daunting. Like, you've got Ron's, you know, how many times has he been to the CrossFit Games? He was with uh, Robbie Davis. Who'd obviously mm-hmm. been to the CrossFit Games like four or five times, yeah. you know, yeah, Jason. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jason Grubb, you know, hasn't been beaten for how many years? Is in the, you know, just to mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to compete alongside these guys and hang out with everybody, and you know, Chris Henshaw's there, and it was just the, the atmosphere was amazing. The venue was, you know, the setup was. We've got nothing like that in Australia. Like it was just a 
I can't even describe it. It's like a big aeroplane hangar. It's just a massive auditorium. And, you know, unfortunately, Australia don't have, we don't have those sort of things. So everything was under the one roof. It was, you know, we've got two floors competing, warm up area, you know, 20 sets of Normatec boots to lay in, ice bars. Everything was there at Emmett. It was, you know, and the setup was, it was amazing. Yeah, it's a bit of a hike to get to Fort Wayne. I, I, I can see that, but. You know, the whole structure was, it was, it was amazing. It was so, the energy was electric and, you know, to make the trip and to meet those people and some of those legends for me personally was, you know, a, you know just a chance of a lifetime. It was great. Yeah. All right. So, so tell me this then. So I didn't, I didn't prep you for this. So we're, we're going to, we're going to see where it goes off the top of your head. Here we go. All right. What was your, what was your favorite event that you did? Event one. Cause I, I love not knowing what we're doing. So it was the yeah. sandbag and it was heavy as it, it was heavy. It hurt. <laughs> the sandbag burpee shuttle run it ended up being. Um, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was my, I, yeah, I love not knowing. I love that. You know, you find out two hours, before, whatever, a day before we've got to do it. You've got no time to prep. I, I like that sort of stuff. Um, I like the swim. I'm not a huge swimmer, but, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the swim also. The worst event, I can tell you that. You don't even need to ask me. The worst event was that 50 back squat. The, I don't know what it was. I don't even know what the workout was called anymore. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, the, the triple threat. Oh, no, was it tri still, triple? Yeah, triple threat. Yeah, the worst workout I have ever done in my life. Hey, brother, I'll tell you what that is, and that and that's the consensus, man. That's the. I mean, to, <sighs> everybody, everybody you asked, they just said that was just absolutely destroying people. I it I wasn't even heavy. I don't. I just. I don't. Just the combination of movements and going from the heavy, not well, yeah, high volume barbell to the high volume gymnastics. It just. It rolled everybody. Like, you know, like I said, you know, Jason Grubb's never been beaten. You know, he's won CrossFit games. He's won MFC. He's won Legends. I don't think he even finished that workout. I don't think anyone finished that workout that day. It was it was a tough workout. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't yeah, it was, a fun time. <laughs> well, and it was, I'll tell you, it was, it was an interesting dynamic, you know, because there was so much discussion about the event that came in the evening, the gallows. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was, one, it was a little bit, it was, a, it was, a, it was, there was a lot of pieces to the event. Um, it eventually wound up being where basically you had to you had to get the work of of rowing, deadlift, yep. and rope climbs. rope climbs in in order to get to a handstand walk. And you had four rounds to try and get uh, a handstand walk, like the distance completed. Yeah. And so it was interesting because you know talking about the weight, talking about the rope climbs, talking about the time. You know, it was really funny how triple threat just kind of got overlooked for the entire time oh. and then you show up on the floor and just devastation is happening it was it was terrible and yeah you know, i was more worried about the that workout with the handstand walks and i come out of that you know in a in a way better position than after the triple threat i was like oh and because i'm not a you know i said i snapped my arm in 2013 so the handstand walking has never been great but to cover the distance i did i was yeah you know, i was absolutely stoked everything else was fine you know i, I was very happy with where i'd finished on that workout but yeah, that triple threat just, I think it did a number on all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, wait, wait, snapped your arm. What do you mean snapped yeah, your arm? Yeah, I snapped my tricep tendon off the bone in 2013 in the Opens doing the, was the 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 ring muscle-ups, I think it was, from memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like rep number seven on the rings and, yeah, got over the rings, went to dip and just clean full snap of the tricep tendon off the back here. And oh, my gosh. That, that slowed me down for a couple of seasons. I, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Hey, I, if, if, if I'm turned to the side when I sneeze, it, it slows me down for a couple of seasons. I, I can't imagine. 
having the tendon come off the tricep. How, so did you have to, I mean, obviously, do you have to get surgery to repair that, I guess? Yeah, full, yeah it was a full rupture. So I had uh, about four and a half, five-hour surgery to have it fully reattached and got a couple of bolts and things in the back of the elbow attached, reattached to the tendon. So everything had recoiled out of the back of the arm was all the way oh up there. Goodness. So that was, it was pretty hard. Like, a couple of guys made some people in the in the gym, obviously, when we were doing it, pretty sick because it was, wasn't a nice visual experience for people. And, and um, yes, I had to have a full reattachment. It was about five-hour surgery. And it was, it was probably two years, you know, the surgeon sort of said, I'd, I'd never never muscle up, never handstand walk. You know, there'd be a lot of limitations to uh, what I'd ever be able to do again. But a uh, bit of persistence, mate, and a bit of arrogance. I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> the, the Aussie the Aussie bogan, I don't know, said, F you, doctor, I'll, I'll do whatever I like. And managed to work my way back. And, the, you know, I don't. I don't practice ring muscle ups until the opens. I don't like them, but I can do them. Um, there's, yep. yeah, you know, that and handstand walks aren't great. They're probably the only two that really put a lot of pressure through the joint, but everything else is fine. You can do everything else again now. So, wow, that's incredibly <laughs> impressive. I mean, I mean, that's you know, it, it always amazes me, especially, and I think I see it a lot with, uh, and I don't know if it's a mindset thing or what, but I see it a lot with CrossFit masters where we do, there are these injuries and, and it does, it takes a lot of patience and persistence and stubbornness and all the other good <laughs> stuff. Um, but where, you know, I mean, maybe kind of, maybe it's the, the, the original CrossFit thing of kind of defying expectations of, you know, a doctor saying, Hey, you're never going to do this again. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. Um, and then all of a sudden, I mean, I, I say all this, all of a sudden is kind of a, a misnomer, but, uh, you know, you, you come back and now, I mean, dude, you're, you're one of the best masters in, in the entire world um kind of kind of getting after it i i think that's really one it's really impressive and two i think it's kind of indicative of that almost that crossfit mindset yeah look and obviously i, I own an affiliate here in in canberra called sfs and i just i wasn't prepared to give it all up and uh, i've always been that i don't expect any one of my members to do anything that i won't do and or, or i'm not prepared to do so we just we got back to work and started on the rehabilitation and actually started on you know look, getting better at the mechanics i wasn't uh, amazing i suppose with you know the the muscle up work i was a little bit lazy with my mobility and obviously you know i've gotten better and better as i've gotten older and um i think it was you know i just wasn't ready to give up yet kyle i just you know i knew i had more in me and i love you know i love the competition i love being on the arena floor and so let's i oh, will try and see what i can get back to doing and and uh, just did all the work and just tried to lead by example for for my affiliate back home. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, so so we talk about we we go into that final day of uh, of MFC. Uh, you know, a a you know a, you an enjoyable day one for you, a crushing day two. <laughs> Um, well, let me ask you this. We, so we, we skipped one. We, we might as well ask about the third one. What did you, how did you, how did you enjoy the, uh, the Bjorndalen, the, the skiing and the, and the, the crossovers with the, the RX Frivo? Yeah, it was really good. I hadn't done a huge, I wasn't amazing on the rope. I, I tried a few times back home. I would never really, I'd, I'd never really practiced them. Um, those that know me quite well know that I, I do love my cardio. I'm, I'm, if I'm going to stand out anywhere, it's on the machines. Um, mm -hmm. But I was, you know, I, I think I went over to MFC at about 84 kilos, and I reckon 16 of the 20 guys in my division were all bigger than I was. Uh, I was, yeah. I was, I was pretty small and pretty unassuming, I suppose, compared to Ron Ortiz. It's about 108 kilos and got muscles. He's the only guy I show everyone who, yeah, who was over there. I just show a photo of Ron with his shirt off. That's all I do to <laughs> that ask. I said they were built like this guy, um, but. 
Look, it was it was about limiting the mistakes on the skipping. Oh, I love that workout. It was fantastic. It hurt because you had you just you had to every time you hit the ski, you had to full send it. And if you tripped on your on your the freeway rope, you had to send it even harder. Um, it was limiting the mistakes on the skipping. You know, silly little things like you know starting with a crossover because the first one, if you went straight, didn't count. You know, a couple of people couldn't sort that out, so they had to do one straight skip. So you know, you can get ahead of some other athletes by doing you know little technical things like that can make a big difference. But it was a great workout. But mate, there was your heart rate was it was redlined from from go to woe. There was nowhere to hide. Yeah, the times were unbelievably fast. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I talked to Dave. I mean, we did a podcast with Dave, and and Dave hadn't he hadn't done the workout, but he was just kind of he was kind of anticipating and guessing, and he kind of talked about the sixes, and uh, you know, Grub turned in the fastest time at four minutes. I said, oh my gosh! Yeah, I think I, I, think, um, I think from memory, I went four four twenty seven. I think yeah. one or two guys got in front. It was like a four twenty one in my in the fifties, and uh, I think a guy did a four thirteen or a four seventeen. Um, which oh, was faster yeah. than I'd done it in training. I had tried that one a couple of times and um, I'd broken the five minutes each time, but yeah, I was, I was a bit quicker than I'd done in training, but yeah, yeah, hitting that four minutes, like Jason flew, he was, he was crazy oh. to watch. He was so fast. Oh yeah. Well, geez, but even 421, my goodness, Scotty, that's unreal, buddy. Could, yeah, I can't um, remember. I think it was 427, something like that. Grief. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's unreal. <laughs> I enjoyed that okay, workout. So- so you go, um, you go in three crushers. Um, you go into the final day. How yep. were you feeling on the final day? Uh, look, it was pro- I was sore. I, I sort of sore, but I think the adrenaline was, you know, pushing me. I, I think I went into the last day with I think I had an eleven, an eleven point lead or a thirteen point lead when I started day three, which was certainly a huge shock for me. I, you know, I was not anticipating that at all. Um, so obviously, you know, a bit of that. That adrenaline of God, oh shit, I'm in front of this out of everyone that's here. It's, oh wow, I've got yeah, I've got a chance if I, you know, if I can finish in you look at the numbers after that. So I've got to just be consistent with this workout and that workout. I've got a shot. And I knew the two workouts on the last day were were, were okay for me. I I thought I could hold my own given what I'd, you know, how I'd done the first two days. But uh, overall I felt pretty good. And you know, everyone, you know, was heading into that day three fairly sore coming off the that high volume barbell workout we'd done. Uh, with triple threat, but um, overall, I felt yeah, I felt really good. Ah, oh, that's that's awesome. So, so you know, obviously, a great finish to the weekend. Um, you know, you talked about enjoying the workouts. Uh, you talked about enjoying the people. Um, so, to make it as as difficult as humanly possible on you, favorite thing about your experience? Favorite thing. <laughs> The favorite thing is you know, this is going to sound a bit odd. So, like I said, when I first got there on day one, Ron was in line behind me with Robbie Ortiz, and uh-huh. I never asked anything of them. I, yeah, obviously, I knew nobody except for the other lady that come from Australia. I'd I'd spoken to like I'd spoken to Ron online. Obviously, I'd spoken to you online, Bella online, and a few other athletes. You know, just through you know Instagram and things like that. But um. It was just Robbie Davis, and he ne- I never asked any. Every workout, no matter what I was doing, no matter when I was, he was standing at the end of my my lane, and mm-hmm. didn't yeah. You know, he just said what he thought he needed to say. He was very quiet. He knew um, that I was pretty composed, but he you know tell me if I had to push, you know tell me everything was okay, and just you know that from a, a guy that you know, dude lives in Mexico and you know lives the, the life of his dreams and. 
no matter what time of the day, 7.30 at night, my last workout on Saturday, and he was at the end of the end of my lane just, you know, cheering me on or saying, you know, you're okay, you know, you're, you're here, you're here, do this, do that. And, you know, just the, the community of, of the MFC and, and Masters in general is uh, uh, second to none. But to have that dude, that was special. Yeah, you know, every photo I've got, he, he's just sitting at the end of me. I could see him every time sitting at the end of the lane and it, it was the, it, it made it made the trip just having him sitting there. He was a legend. Oh man, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, well, Scotty, man, I, I, I appreciate, well, you, you've been so kind to, to take some time and, and talk to us about, boy, about your own competition, about, about your travels, about the, uh, uh about MFC and, and, and boy, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, uh, next year, my friend, uh, as we, we kind of get ready and get ramped up for that again. I hope, I hope you're planning on making that trip. I know that was a little bit of a jaunt for you. Yeah, no. Uh, long as long as Ron and Jess look after me, I'll I'll hundred percent. I'll, 100%. <laughs> hey, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. If any, I recorded that so they can't go back on their word, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's going to take care of it, it's going to be Ron and Jess Ortiz. Yeah, they, I mean, the uh, is two people on the face of the earth. They they are so. amazing. But yeah, if if they'll have me, if MFC will have me, I um you know, body holds up uh, okay as we get through this season, then I'll will one hundred percent aim to be back there to to defend the title and. See if anyone could take it off me for 2024. Oh man, I, I would love to see that. Would love to see it. Well, dude, Scotty, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you joining us. Cannot wait to continue to talk to you. And good luck in uh, in the open, my friend. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it, man. And uh, look after yourself back over there, man. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Right. Cheers, everybody. See you later. Well, hey, as you heard, what an awesome conversation we just had with Scotty Williams. Hey, remember what we talked about in the intro is the champion of the Masters HQ event gets an automatic bid straight into Masters Fitness Championship 2024. Last year was absolutely incredible. Masters Fitness Championship 2024 going to be even bigger and better. Cannot wait as we're already working on getting it rolling. Hey, if you're interested, go check out Masters HQ on their Instagram page. Uh, give them a shout out. Give them a follow. Man, they're doing great things. We're going to support everybody who's doing amazing things for the Masters community. Well, hey, everybody, this is Kyle Ship, and I have had a blast here, not just in this podcast, but in 2023. Cannot wait to join you in 24.